Hi, this is Laura Whitmore with the She Rocks podcast, and I'm here today with Ajit. How are you today? I'm doing great. Really looking forward to talking with you. Yeah, me too. I, I was so moved um, by your music, which I got turned on to when we premiered uh, your new EP on Parade. And it's so funny, like even that video with the moon, I just was mesmerized by it. Yeah, I love to hear that. This this project was um, a fun one to experiment with. Yeah, the, the word mesmerized feels really <laughs> right for me. Like, you know, exploring that feeling of music, um, maybe not being so exciting or dramatic, but more like this space that you sort of sink into. So yeah, it's been really fun to explore that musically. Yeah, yeah, very cool. So this Lunar EP, what inspired the project? Um, it's interesting. I think um, I've spent a lot of time in spiritual communities, yoga communities, um, you know, learning about meditation, just had a lot of interest in, um, in meditation and yoga throughout my life. And I, I love that side of things, but I also, I think it made me yearn for a, like a, also an honoring of the shadow and, a, and an appreciation of like the fullness of life. Mm-hmm. Um, because sometimes I've felt in that exploration of spiritual practice, like there's um, not a sacredness of just the ordinary in life. And, and so I just, yeah, I felt really drawn to, to exploring through music where there's a sort of sacredness in the darkness. And I feel like the moon is a really beautiful symbol of that, like this sort of quiet, um, unpretentious space where you just sort of sink into a meditative space rather than having any like high ideals. I really appreciated how you had sort of a mixture of this, you know, beautiful harmonic vocal pieces and then these more sort of meditative, um, instrumental, I don't know, wanderings, I guess you might call mm-hmm. them. Um, and it, it, it was just a beautiful experience to listen to it. So can you tell me maybe about your intention with like the ebb and flow of the music in the, in the whole project? Sure. Yeah. Um, I think the lunar EP is definitely an example of something that, you know, is not, um, not done the way that you maybe should do something you know an EP or an album it's sort of one of those projects where I I wanted to explore something sort of creatively and in my own experience and so I just went with this very different format which was to be able to have it sort of two songs um, that really follow the usual song song structure and then two songs that are more like the space between mm-hmm. um because i've always been really interested in that sort of dance and play of space and sound and silence and sound so, so for me personally it's like those moments of um instrumentals or really spacious sounds almost allow the songs that have a lot more sort of lyrically and musically um it's like a moment to to have the exhale, you know, have the sort of reset. So that was my, that was what I was playing with in this EP. And um, also just thinking like, this was a very sort of specific project where I was hoping this would be a lunar sort of experience. So really something you could listen to while you were taking a bath or going for a walk or anything sort of 
more internal or have with you while you're um you know writing or painting so i i had that that intention really strong that this would be like more of a companion for creative work or internal reflection um so it felt really important to me just to have those really long spaces that were maybe less interesting if you're just paying attention to the music but more of setting a tone or setting a, a feeling yeah I, I I love that idea. It actually makes me think about when I when I paint or create. Um, that that's kind of a cool thought to have that kind of music playing playing during that experience. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, I can't yeah. play music while I'm writing, but I can. <laughs> my, yeah, I'm my brain starts to think about oh, what's going on with that music. Oh, what was I doing? <laughs> Totally. I know yeah. I'm the same way. Yeah. And it's, but it's, um, I mean, I just really did appreciate the, the sort of difference, different feeling that you had in the different pieces. Um, can you share a little bit about your, you know, I guess your composition, like process? I mean, I'm guessing it, maybe it's a little different when it's more, a more of a traditional vocal song than a meditative piece, but you tell me. Yeah. <laughs> Sure. I actually, this project is such a fun thing to talk about, the kind of composition aspect, because each song was such a dramatically different experience. So um, there's four songs on this EP, and I tend to, when I'm writing music, I would be a much more sort of passive um, approach. So it's more, I don't have, you know, that sort of discipline that some artists have, where you sit down each day and you just kind of chip away at it mm -hmm. that that method doesn't really work for me I'm more sort of like I go ahead and live my life and then when when I feel sort of inspired or get an inkling towards writing a song I just really try to pay attention to that and no matter what I'm doing um, grab an instrument and you know sit down and make space for it when it comes so that's definitely my sort of overall approach which I know is very individual and sort of different for everyone um, but with this EP, it was really quite fun because the the first single we released, um, which was When She Rises, is very much a song. And somehow that song took about a year to write. It was mm. so slow. And it was like I would almost get one line at a time or like I, um, you know, I had the chord progression for months and months without sort of the right lyrics coming to fit in and so mm -hmm. that one just was a lot of patience and sort of putting it down in between and coming back to it and then the second single which is dance of the moon i was working on um the ep in the studio and i wasn't actually planning to have that song and it just like in pretty much in like one breath just popped out the mm. whole song because um, I was working late at night and there was just this mood like this. it was dark and it was just like this mood of that song kind of fell out of me and so I kind of love that that there for me that really represents these two different sides of what songwriting can be sometimes it's like this slow process that takes so much patience and then other times it just sort of like falls out of you yeah <laughs> sometimes it really is work like I, I I'm a songwriter too and I've like I remember working on some lyrics where I'm literally like in the car thinking about one line for like two hours and yeah <laughs> what could it yeah. be it's like a puzzle sometimes and you're right sometimes it's just like just falls out fully formed you know 
Yeah, it's so interesting. And sometimes you can, yeah, you try like, you know, 17 different lines in, in that one place to see because it never fits quite yeah. right or it never feels quite right. And it's interesting how, yeah, you you almost know when it is right but you also know when it isn't and it yeah some some songs just are a lot of that feeling of it not being quite right I know isn't it interesting too like when you write a song where there's no part where you feel like that's not quite right it's so yeah it's so amazing because almost every song has some part that's not quite right until you figure figure out the right piece for that puzzle but yeah uh, and when and you just kind of reach for your you know voice memos on your iphone or whatever (laughs) as quickly as possible it's almost like trying not to move because if you like touch something else you might forget the song yeah it also i feel like you know from songwriting perspective sometimes you have to put that stuff away and then approach it from a totally different way like you get locked into this idea of oh i want this to do this in this one spot if i could only just figure out the right phrase or the right line but then sometimes yeah. maybe you just have to approach it from like the totally opposite direction to make it work and yeah. it's hard to do that if you've been working on something for a while you know yeah you need that freshness and yeah. and also sometimes to be in the right moment of life like i think hmm. um I know some friends of mine who are songwriters are so good at like um, kind of just writing about another person's experience or imagining Mm. some other experience. And for me, songwriting is almost like journaling or something. It's just always very, very personal. And I kind of can't imagine um, it not being that way or writing um, songs that weren't so much of my own experience. And so I think like with When She Rises, it's a song about like the the repeating line is um, she never comes too soon when the moon she rises in you. And I was thinking of that as like a metaphor for when life gives you darkness or like a challenging moment or heaviness, grief or sadness. It's like it never comes too soon because some part of you is ready mm. to to meet that in some way and ready to change really in yourself but in a way that is so slow like the moon rising that's Mm. why I was thinking of the moon as this metaphor for it because I think like in grief or in um heartbreak or anything like that there's this slow sort of way that it changes you over time Mm -hmm. um so that song is a sort of honoring of those moments that often I think we feel we could live without like life would be great if we didn't have to have those those kind of darker more difficult times um but this song was really sort of an appreciation of like Mm. maybe I actually was ready to rise in myself in some way to change with that um that challenge and so I actually think part of why that song took so long to write was that I also needed to go through like many different Um, aspects and facets of my own life at that time to write the song and each of the different verses like from these different points almost in my own emotional experience Mm -hmm. yeah I mean I think you're right Um, a lot of times we go through you know a hard time a painful time and we just want to push it away but my personal experience is when you look back like those are the profound moments that change you usually for the better like they make you stronger they make you appreciate things in a, in a different way they make you more confident in your path or 
what have you. So that that is such an interesting perspective to, to say, wait, like these, these moments are important and we can, we can look at them. We don't have to shy away. Yeah. Yeah. And it can be, yeah, I agree completely. And I feel like um, that happens to everyone in our own personal lives. Like no one kind of gets spared from um, having more, more challenging moments in life. And, um, and also even collectively, I think it was interesting to release these songs over the course of this summer where it feels like, you know, collectively there's so much challenge and difficulty and loneliness and grief and, um, illness and um, you know there's a lot there's a lot happening collectively in our mm-hmm. um, in our world right now so I also felt like then that was interesting to have this music kind of for me just reflecting on what this music means to me now as I'm releasing it thinking of okay well maybe this challenge in our collective experience also has something some sort of richness to receive as well right yeah, it has been a weird time for sure, for sure. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I feel I do feel like the whole world sort of like sighing with the weight of what's what's happening. It's especially yeah. the creative community. I mean, there's a lot of, you know, amazingly creative people. We're all very sensitive and tapped into sort of the larger emotion of the world. And it's uh, yeah, it's tough. Yeah, it is tough. Yeah. I love that that idea of collectively sighing because that feels so right for what what's happening yeah I mean uh, about so many things <laughs> yeah not just the pandemic so many things it's yeah no it's, uh, it's so true yeah it's so true so I mean yeah. I read in your um, bio that you also um, produced and record um, your music so I was w- wanted to ask you a bit about that and how you got into that and Maybe talk a little bit about your challenges when when doing that kind of sure, yeah. perspective on yeah. the work. Yeah, I love this. I love this topic. Yeah, um, yeah. It was. I really fell into producing music by accident. I just. Um, I think like a lot of people who produce music, I just ended up in studios as an artist and realized that I was really interested in that side of things, and there were kind of creative decisions that were always being made about the songs that I had written that I wanted to be more involved in. And I realized a big sort of hindrance to me being in that conversation was just that I didn't know mm. kind of the, the terms or I didn't know how to enter that conversation because I didn't have the foundation. So originally learning about production was more to kind of empower myself as an artist and especially being, you know, a young woman, it's just very easy to, kind of not be taken very seriously Um, and so I think I wanted to educate myself in that way so that I was just taken more seriously Mm -hmm. in sort of studio environments and by producers um, so I have more creative input basically on my projects Um, but then as I started doing it I just realized that it was it just made sense for me it was like all the all the things I've I've kind of have as strengths more Mm. were it it made sense like it made sense for me to be in that environment um and yeah it was sort of like everything clicking into place just um different facets of my creative personality meeting with my more sort of like detail oriented um way it just worked for me um but then yeah I definitely had challenges with it 
for quite a few years with when I was starting to get into it, just other producers even going to record labels that had hired me to do projects and trying to get them to drop the project, you know, trying to actually get them not to hire me to do producing work because I was an artist and, Hmm. um, you know, I couldn't possibly have learned enough to do it well. And I've, you know, I was really lucky that I had, I've always had a lot of um, very supportive kind of great collaborators around who, who didn't buy too much into that, but there definitely was a good amount of sort of resistance especially from certain kind of producers who I had worked with in the past who were just, um, I think, kind of threatened. I just was wondering, like, what tools you find the most useful? Like, what program do you use to record? And um, yeah. maybe well, let's get a little little tiny bit technical here. Sure, yeah. Um, well, I started in using Logic um, because the, the producer I was working with for a few albums used Logic, and I, I started by kind of engineering for myself and sending him Mm. files he lived in Bali and he would mix them so that was that was like my in-between sort of transition into producing music I was more just recording myself and then sending it to him Mm -hmm. Um, and then I I wasn't really getting the sort of I wasn't being taken seriously in the way that I wanted to and I also felt I didn't have like a solid enough foundation and education that I wanted to have so I actually um, started a master's program at Berkeley in Mm. Boston um, in their music production and engineering course. And so I've been doing that for about a year and a half. Um, And so that's really amazing because, you know, I'm just in such great company and learning from producers who I've just admired their music for for years and years. Um, And so in that program, I'm, I started mostly using Pro Tools, but Mm -hmm. I also will do projects and, you know, in all different DAWs. To me, I I think the more I've explored, the more I've felt that the the DAW isn't really the most crucial piece, because there's so much creatively um, that you then do once you're in any Mm -hmm. program. Um, But yeah, I really enjoy also having sort of being able to work in different programs, I think is really helpful. Yeah, it's interesting. I I, I also um, have used Pro Tools and I took some classes at like a local community college at one point to learn Pro Tools. And uh, I just found it so empowering to be able to even just make my own demos and at yeah. least have like a good track that I could take and do some stuff with later if I just wanted to record like a rough local or something. Um, I, yeah. I do. I, I sort of feel the same way about, you know, having some recording chops as I do about, you know, being able to accompany yourself on an instrument. If you're a singer, like it's it's so much more empowering to be able to at least not have to rely on somebody else to do that for you, that you can share music, write music, present music um, on your own. I mean, not, probably everyone doesn't feel the same way I do, but <laughs> It's helped me. It's helped me to be able to do that. Um, I agree so, so wholeheartedly. Um, I'm always, I feel like I'm always sort of campaigning with my friends who are artists. And especially for some reason, my friends who are female artists tend to be a little bit more daunted by entering that world. Um, And I just am always sort of like, um, just 
yeah kind of a cheerleader for yeah. because it's not the thing is I think that it is much more accessible and simple and possible to learn than um than it seemed to me anyways at the beginning I think I was much more daunted yeah and, it's interesting like it's, yeah. it feels really intimidating for some reason but I mean yeah. even if you just use GarageBand like you can do a decent demo in GarageBand and it's fine like yeah. that's sort of a good like baby step into you know trying yeah it. <laughs> yeah and it's yeah. it is very accessible and um you know we have youtube lots of youtube videos and also most um most people have friends at this point the number of people who who know how to use logic or pro tools um it's it's so common that i think most people would have a friend that you could just call up and be like okay can you give me some pointers and, yeah um yeah. so yeah i'm always i'm always like hugely excited when um when artists are yeah empowering ourselves in that way just to be able to join in that part of the creative process yeah agree I think it's funny though like I've I haven't used pro tools in a few years now and I'll probably if I jumped back in I'm sure I could figure it out but you forget right you forget like some of the basic the basic things like why am I not getting any sound it must be some setting I forgot to tick (laughs) off but yeah yeah. yeah, and it is like an instrument in a way. You know, there are yeah. certain things that you can yes. do with your with your sound when you have those skills, and you do get more and more comfortable with it the way you do when you practice an instrument. Your yeah, your fingers kind of remember the commands and things the way that you remember how to like pick a guitar or something. Yes, for sure, for sure. But I also like I it's the price barrier is way lower too. Like I remember when Pro Tools used to be, you know, this hugely expensive program that only professionals used. And, you know, now you can get, you know, more stripped down version of it, or at least, you know, try it without having to make a huge investment. So. Yeah, yeah. no, it's so true. And I, I think that's really exciting. Like I know it's, um, it's one thing that, that I've talked to other producers about a lot, like, what is our role as well now that um now that Mm. it's so much more accessible to just buy pro tools and watch some youtube videos and learn how to record yourself um i think some producers are threatened by that because now artists can record themselves and um kind of what happens to producers at that stage but i actually think that it makes the role of producing music just even more creative Mm -hmm. um and it's it's like any art form. I think it's so helpful. Like like as you said, a songwriter knowing just enough chords to accompany yourself or write music. You don't have to be like a guitarist, mm-hmm. um, but having those skills helps a lot. And I do think with producing music, it's like a an infinite rabbit hole that you can go down <laughs> if if it draws you, like if it it excites you and inspires you and is your work it can be a lifelong journey to learn how to mix with subtlety and all of that. But um, yeah, it's just a matter of like what, what your use for it is. And I think there's kind of something for everyone and it doesn't have to be the same for any two artists. I think you're right too. It's sort it sort of does remind me of, you know, when you first pick up an instrument, you know, your fingers hurt, you can't change chords easily, you know, it's awkward and it takes time to kind of build up your chops to at least have a working knowledge and ability on that instrument. And it's the same way with, you know, learning a new piece of software or recording or 
you know, digging a little, a little bit into it. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I guess I would just kind of focus on like the fun of that because there can be so much pressure in feeling like you don't know as much as your producer or you don't know as much as your friend or whatever. Um, But I think just like you'd approach an instrument where it can actually be really fun to just watch yourself get a little bit better over time. Mm -hmm. Um, Taking that approach where it's just a little bit more relaxed. I think I wish I had that, you know, more when I was, getting into music production because I think I felt the the sort of pressure to to be good good really quickly Mm. um and kind of be able to do what I wanted and um now I'm still obviously learning and I feel like I'll be learning for the rest of time (laughs) but I feel like I'm more enjoying it like I love the learning of it yeah I mean that's awesome I I also it's so interesting like when I was a young person um there were no digital anything and so we would record demos on like you know eight track cassette recorders and bouncing tracks and doing all this crazy stuff to get something decent and there's just so much possibility now it is exciting you know to think about what what you can do even like you said it doesn't have to be perfect it's just having a working knowledge of um you know some of this stuff i do think it makes it easier to communicate even if you don't want to do it at a professional level like at least when you go in the studio like you understand like what, what is happening and you know you can communicate better with the people that are working on your project so yeah, yeah. and I think empowering is the word especially like not to focus too much on gender but I think it does have a place still in the mm-hmm. music industry and um, and especially in music production it's just so rare to have female producers and I think um or artists who who are um kind of in that conversation in the studio so yeah I love the idea of of more artists in general but also female artists getting familiar with with recording just so that you can advocate for yourself Mm -hmm. and for your music and for your sound I Um, I wonder why women find that more intimidating than guys do I don't know I do too yeah (laughs) I know. I'm, I'm so fascinated by it. I mean, I can, it's, it's definitely present. You know, I'm, I'm always seeing statistics about how few women are in those roles. And I was really pretty shocked. Like when I entered the program at Berkeley, I know they work really hard to try to have Mm -hmm. um, more women in, in those programs. But in my classes, I'm often the only woman in the class Mm. and there's like, you know, 20 or 30 other students and I'm the only female and, um, you know, of all the professors, there are two female professors who don't even, um, they're not teaching like an engineering sort of mm-hmm. facet. So it, it is really interesting just to see how kind of swayed it still is. And um, yeah, but I don't, I don't really understand why that is because it's, it's not, it's not a skill that should depend at all on gender. Yeah. So I'd love to just see that change. Yeah, Me too. No, no reason. <laughs> all right, everybody listening, you know your mission. Go figure out one thing in the recording and report back to us. <laughs> yeah, we want to hear the demos. We want to hear it. <laughs> Well, it's been so great to talk to you and um, and share your music, and I'm excited to hear more from you in the future. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's 
it's just an honor, especially this this time in the world. I'm feeling especially grateful for creative work and um, excited to see what creative work comes out of this time. So, yeah. you know, kind of the silver lining. Yeah, should be interesting. <laughs> we'll yeah. see in about a year what, what this what this means to everybody. Creating yeah, for sure. Well, it's a highlight of my day to get to chat with you about creative work. So oh, thank, thank you. you for that. <laughs> I've enjoyed it as well. <laughs> well, you have a great day and thanks again. Thank you. Okay. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye.